8 o'clock. Jim and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. The most trusted name in automobiles. Will you glean any sense of joy if the Broncos get to nine wins and they beat the Raiders Sunday? Will it do anything? No. To well, not for you. Oh, you don't I thought care. You were, no, I, I'm, you were ta- looking at me. I'm talking you were to, talking to the me. pile. I'm talking to you. Okay. I'm talking to you. Will it make you feel a little bit better about this season? Even with the Russell Wilson debacle. The, the Miami blowout, the fact they're not going to make the playoffs again, will you glean any sense of joy that it's nine wins for the first time since 2016-17? And you get a win against the Raiders, which hasn't happened since 2019. Also, since Denver's not going to be in the playoffs, who will you be rooting for? Who's going to be your team? Everybody picks a team during the playoffs. And if your team's out, you're going to be, whether you like, maybe Josh Allen, Bills get in, mm-hmm. just like Josh Allen, uh, like Marty with the Niners because he likes Kyle Shanahan because he thinks Kyle should have been the guy the Broncos hired, which he's probably was right. Also seven years ago? Well, M- Marty, they can be Marty's you know, they reason. They really should have hired Tom Landry. Too. <laughs> so I'm going to cheer Shut for the up. Shut up. I'm going to defend Marty in that one. Sid Luckman, they really should have. Sid Luckman. George Hallis. George Hallis really should have bought the Broncos instead. Except none of those guys were in play for the Broncos to hire them as coaches, though. Like it's Tom Landry when the Cowboys cut him loose, mm-hmm. but also Nobody Tom. Nobody says anything Tom about was a little long in the tooth at that point. missed opportunity to hire Andy <laughs> Reid, who was available at one point. Yeah, that's, you know. Where's the where's the angst over not hiring Nick Sirianni? Doug Peterson. Well, I, I felt like they should have talked to Doug Peterson. Uh, we both did. We yeah, they, they should have. Lobbied hard for that. They, they should have talked to Doug Peterson. Shame on them for not doing that. That's what I thought. But I'm like, come on. Give Marty, cut Marty some slack. He's a good P1 guy. Mm-hmm. If that's his reason, that can be his reason. I'm defending you, Marty. I've got your back, Marty. Uh, let's see. Got one from Mountain Dave. Good morning, guys. The hotel discussion was so so much more fun than the Broncos mess. I needed a good laugh. Good work. Thank you. I'm glad that we're able to, to finally get through to Mark Johnson. Yes. The fine establishment that he's staying Me in in too, Tucson. Because I didn't want to have to call Tom's Motor Lodge again. A fourth time. Well, fifth time. The first two were to a fax machine. Like, oh! I'm like, I think this is the wrong number. Fax machine? What is this fax machine you speak of? Just scan it and email it. Just do that. Except for medical facilities, doctor's offices, you can't do that. It has to be through a fax. Interesting. Yes. So... Back to the the Broncos and the potential of a nine and eight season. If you would have known at the start of the five game winning streak that they weren't going to make the playoffs, would you have want them to go on it? Because well, yeah, well no, oh, yeah. you're not going to get a good draft pick. You're going to get a guy. 
Yeah. You're not going to get a supreme difference maker at what? 13? I think at some point, though, you have to start stacking wins together. You have to start building some kind of success. And it can't always be about draft picks. You can't always be the tank for two with kind of mm-hmm. thing. If they can get to nine wins and it's an improvement and they were deep into the play, playoff run and right. into you know Christmas weekend and even beyond that, New Year's weekend, because they were still in play while their their chances mm-hmm. were slim, but they but still had a chance. Asking you the yeah. realistic yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, normal thought fan is different than most fans. Wow, thanks. For that. I appreciate who, the praise. It, well, it's kind of more backhanded to the rest of it. So the reasoning is... You beat the Raiders, you're nine and eight, you're a four game improvement. You almost doubled your win total from the year before. And this sucked, and this was a mess, and wasted this and the whole thing and blow it up. It's like you got almost twice as better. And there's the, that's why I asked that question. Like, if you're not gonna make the playoffs, don't you want to be in the top ten of the draft? Or are you fine picking at thirteen? You're two and a half hours into the first round. Okay, I guess if all the good all the good players are gone. Here's here's the thing. I guess here's here's the caveat to that. That's under the assumption that Russell Wilson's still going to be their quarterback. Maybe there is merit to not being successful because you're now going to go look for a quarterback and you want to enhance your opportunity for that to happen. Then okay, yeah. Then I can say yeah. Maybe you don't want to go on the five game winning streak. I'd love to have Russ come back next year. I'm, I'm. There's no way in hell it's going to happen. But how interesting would that be it if would some, make this somehow, show so much more somehow, some way they decide? Yep, yeah, we're going to bring it back. Russ isn't going anywhere. He won't waive his no trade clause. We're going to play him. We're going to get our money's worth out of this guy. Yeah. Wow, you know Russ looks like he, he went to the wrong sideline twice. Get back out there, three. Let's ride. Because you know he's not going to wave his no trade. He's going to no. say, hell no. I want to go where I want to go. I'm going to make that decision. He's going to Henry Hill it from Goodfellas. Yeah. Bleep you, pay me. <laughs> pay, pay me my money. Yeah. And then and, and release me, and I'll, I'll go take care of myself. I don't need you to trade. I'm not Play going to give you. and his money. Yeah. I'm not going to give you any opportunity to derive any kind of reimbursement here right any any kind of bump from me agreeing to this if it was a nicer person maybe sean payton mm-hmm. nope not after you did me dirty as often as you could there was not a bus to be found without me yeah. underneath it with sean payton as the head coach if i'm russell wilson yeah i'm like no i'm not doing you any favors man. no i'm not doing you a solid george payton sounds too close to sean payton you're not getting my help <laughs> nope nobody Bleep you, pay me. Greg Pinner, Rob Walton, no, no. I'm a Costco guy, pay me. (laughs) Love their hot dogs, pay me. It would, it would be, (laughs) just, I would, I would just, I would love to see that happen. What if they brought him back? What if they had to? They're like, oh, God, it's going to be too, it's going to be too financially devastating. Well, Russ, you know, all that stuff that happened. We're sorry about Mm -hmm. that. Every single piece of video from OTAs to mini camps, which Rush wouldn't go to, to training camp, would be Zapruder filmed oh, every absolutely. single day. It's like, oh, did you see the side eye from Sean Payton? 
Just Russ would not be showing up the first day of training camp at his uh, yeah. jacked-up Subaru with his jersey on. <laughs> He'd show up about half an hour late. Yeah. With a good fella's shirt on. With his hoodie. With yep. the, the hoodie over. The hoodie up. Hoodie yeah. up. Walking into the facility. Looking like, a, looking like a angry teenager. Yeah. He waves Cody into a spot first. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Shouldn't you be here already, Russ? No. Nah. Why? Nah. Take your time, man. Back into the pot spot yeah. if you want to. I don't care. Take forever. I got $37 million coming to me whether I'm here <laughs> or anywhere else. So, What are they going to do? Bench me? Yeah. They've already done that. Oh. Let's see. We got one from AJ on the team line this morning. Broncos, no. And then he puts Andy Reid was a mistake. Andy Reid dot, dot, dot was a mistake. To not hire Like him? the Chiefs hire him? The Eagles fire? like Because the Broncos, to my recollection, never had any conversations with Andy Reid. After you left Philadelphia. There are two texts and seven words, and I don't <laughs> understand either of them. Yeah. Yeah. We're not sure. AJ, provide... Did his phone some, accidentally yeah. just grab him thinking out loud and <laughs> yeah. send it to us? Because I don't understand. You need to provide some additional details here. Because we're... We have no idea what you're talking about. Broncos, No! Yeah, to, no like, to what? I got no. you a Broncos fan. I, I just Andy Reid. Dot 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 was a mistake. Obviously, for the Chiefs, he was not a mistake. Mm-hmm. But pretty pretty darn good relationship. Brilliant, fantastic with Andy Reid in Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, let's see, RJ and Delta. I agree with you, Jim. You don't play for draft picks. You play to win games, even in meaningless games. Which, well, Sunday doesn't entirely fall into that. It kind of does. I mean, it's meaningless in terms of the playoffs. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You play to win the game. It's time for Around the NFL. The latest on the Broncos and the league. It's Around the NFL on the Jim Davis Show. Which also will double as our Broncos report today brought to you by Modern Classic Motors and Gallagher's Flooring because Cody Rourke is on injured reserve today out with inflamed tonsils. And the flu. He's day-to-day. He is day-to-day, as we all are. That's true. Let's, to be fair, mm-hmm. that he's, is normally the case. He's just slightly more questionable than than regular. I think he'll be okay. Yeah. We, we wish him a speedy recovery. Yeah, he'd be good. All right, so uh, start things out with some sound from yesterday from uh, the Broncos presser. Here's Sean Payton talking about Antonio Pierce, one-time Giants linebacker, the interim coach of the Raiders, Four and four, taking over for Josh McDaniels. And Sean Payton says he's seen some improvement by the Raiders under Antonio Pierce and his staff. The one thing that jumped out is you look at their takeaway and giveaway numbers. Since he took over, they're fifth in the NFL with uh, that turnover ratio, both offensively and you know combined. But he's done a really good job. All right, so Sean Payton was asked the question about how much do you go back to that week one game in Denver, a one-point loss to the Raiders. Look at the film from that. And use that to evaluate what you're seeing now with the Raiders. So there's Peyton's response to that, along with a, a very lengthy breakdown of the game of one NFL sack leader, Khalil Mack. Um, you know, the Charger game, it felt like it was just 
two weeks back. This one feels like it was last season. Um, but when you you put the tape on and you, you see that defensively, I don't know that there's been there's there's different players playing at some positions, but you're still seeing a very similar scheme. Um, maybe there's been a little bit more of a, a transition offensively. Uh, it's hard for me to say that, but um, Max, I mean the, the the challenge with him is. I said this the other day, these traits where he's an ex- exceptional athlete, um, he bends really well. So it, it's hard to stay on him. You know, he can he can get off a block very quickly. Um, he's highly intelligent. So you see him in a stance, waiting. Um, he obviously understands where the backs are. Um, so he's highly intelligent. And then the other thing is his stamina is unique. I mean, I don't, I don't have the exacts, but he's he's playing close to 98, 99%. And when you look at play 67, it's the same as play eight. That's rare. All right, there's Sean Payton on Khalil Mack. Then Sean Payton was asked about the importance of getting to, to nine wins this season in his first year as the Broncos head coach. And I think it's important for our players to understand that, and I think they do as well. Heading into next season, you know, there, there's a ton of these peaks and valleys during any NFL season. I mean, when you look at a team like Philadelphia, it, it, just, it just comes with everyone. And uh, certainly we, we had our fair share, but I think, uh, you know, finishing strong is important. All right, so there's Sean Payton on, look, there's, there's a goal to accomplish here. There's something to play for. It's it's a nine win season. Hasn't happened since Trevor Simeon. The Broncos went nine and seven after the one Super Bowl fifty. I RJ, I appreciate RJ agreeing with me on it. I, I just yeah, you want to get picks. You want to have a, a higher spot in the draft. But also, when you're a team that's that's trying to build some kind of winning consistency, you you, you can't do that by always go well. I can make the playoffs, so let's just go on a five. You know, let's you know not go on a five-game winning streak. And I know what you're trying to say. I'm not trying mm. to criticize that. Not that that thinking is entirely wrong or terrible thinking, right? But I, I also I, think when if you're a, if you're trying to energize a fan base about your team, and and the disappointment of not making the playoffs, at least being better than you've been, accomplishing something you haven't done in what close to nine years. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's know, important. Like getting. Improving is not enough to energize the fan base. Right. We know we see that every day that playing well enough to win and just not winning is not going to get it done. You know, if five and 12 to nine and eight is not good enough. And if you have to energize that fan base to appreciate that, you got to do better than a random linebacker at 14 in the draft to me. I'm not, and that is a, it's, you know, hypothetical at many different levels, that question that I had. My thing is, is it's like you're trying to build something, yes, but you are also rebuilding. And you need to do that with picks. You haven't had great picks the last couple of years because you traded them for the quarterback you're paying to not play. So you need to at least stockpile something to where you can get an impact. But, but we talked a, about it yesterday. But here's the point I'm going to make, though, too. And and we've talked about this. What gives you the confidence that if Denver, say they, they move up into the top 10, mm-hmm. top five, 
not going to get in top five, top ten. That they're going to make a pick that's going to make a difference. Because outside of Patrick Sertay on the second, mm-hmm. George Payton no, has not I done that. Totally I understand. And, and so I think and there's... I I think you also, you, at some point, you have to build some kind of winning culture because not all these guys are going to be gone. Mm-hmm. And there has to be some kind of moving forward, building a culture. We, we, we were, a, we're on a four-game improvement. We did not finish dead last in the AFC West. There's got to be something. Sometimes you have to sacrifice draft position to just teach a team how to win well, and, 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 I, and restore some yeah. kind of culture of, of success and and so I I get that I just what type of winning culture are you building now with Yeah, you know what? We're at a 5 game improvement or 4 game four game improvement in the win column from last year, but the guy that did most of it didn't do it the way I liked, so we benched him. I, or, I agree and I know, like I don't disagree kind of with that. Is that building? I don't disagree with that. And that's a problem. That's a big problem going forward. Yeah, like you'd much rather what, do it my way and lose than your way and win. That's Sean Payton's. Yeah. What are what are free agents going to think? Because that's something they're gonna mm-hmm. lean into if they don't have a high draft pick here, which and right now it's like it'll be fourteen. Draft picks don't. You can <laughs> you could like, yeah. you're coming here for four years. Yeah, pal. but for but free agents though, they're gonna see how Russ was treated and they're gonna go, hmm. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know if I like that situation. If I feel comfortable with that situation, and for better or worse, free agents are going to trust other players than the coaches in the front office. Very true. I just and I, I agree with you about George Payton in the front office. I don't trust them to get an impact player, no matter where they draft. You have a better chance with a draft pick in the single digits. Very true. All right, so a little more sound from yesterday. Jared Stidham making his second start for the Broncos. Taking on his former team, the Raiders. Yeah, uh, obviously excited. Um, you know, I spent spent a year there and made a lot of relationships with a lot of people. Um, but I'm here now, so I'm I'm looking forward to playing playing against those guys. I mean, I did it in practice, obviously, um, all last year. So um, just excited to to get back in there on the opposing sideline, you know, try and try and score some points and hopefully win. All right, so there's Jared Stidham. And he was asked, okay, you've got one game into your belt as a Broncos quarterback. Does it change your preparation, your approach for your second start? Here's Jared Stidham. I mean, I, I think my preparation is, I mean, it's not changing from last week to this week. Uh, that's kind of how I've always prepared. But, you know, obviously it was good to go out there, get the win last week, and, you know, build off of that going into this last game of the season. So I'm um, just trying to, you know, clean up these last few little things we have this week and, and go out there on Sunday and hopefully get a win. All right, so there's Jared Stidham. By the way, uh, if you're looking at the odds for the game, the Raiders are favored by two and a half, which basically it's a, it's a push in this one Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. Three for being at home. Yeah, so Broncos looking for nine wins and a win against the Raiders for the first time since 2019. Coverage starts at uh, noon with a 225 kickoff from Allegiant Stadium, Broncos and the Raiders this Sunday on the Team Sports Network. So um, it looks like, as far as some other NFL news this morning, that uh, your guy, Joe Flacco, yes. will not start Sunday. going to set him down. Yeah, Jeff Driscoll. A couple former Broncos. Yep. We, we talked about Jeff last hour. Yeah. So Jeff Driscoll and a quarterback mm-hmm. because the Browns are in the playoffs. They're They're – Die has been cast. Their position has been set. Never thought I'd be in a position that Joe Flacco was getting rested for a Browns playoff run. 
You would have never have thought that in a billion years. Ever. Also, uh, Lamar Jackson's not going to play against the Steelers. They're happy about that because the Steelers need to win. And so uh, Tyler Huntley will get the start, and uh, veteran Josh Johnson will be the number two quarterback. Former Denver Bronco. Josh Johnson. For That's right. eight minutes, I believe. <laughs> yeah, it was a couple games, but it was not a, a long stretch. So both those guys uh, will set it out uh, in their respective games this weekend. All right, uh, Jim along with the Buckeye boy. Uh, Cody Rourke uh, out sick today. So um, your Broncos report, essentially, that's what we just brought you. <laughs> brought to you by uh, Modern Classic Motors and Gallagher's Flooring. We'll take a break. We'll come back. And uh, coming up next, we're going to talk with Karen Martzoff with uh, Community Hospital. Their uh, cancer center open house is coming up this Saturday. So we'll talk about that next on The Jim Davis Show. They need a wake-up call. Call or text The Jim Davis Show on the Chick-fil-A team line. 970-242-1340. All right, welcome back. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy. So uh, once again, Cody workout sick, to, sick today. So got Karen Martzoff with us uh, with Community Hospital. Uh, they're a cancer center open house coming up this Saturday. And it's from 10 until noon out at uh, the hospital. Karen, appreciate the time. Thanks for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, this is a, an incredible addition to Community Hospital. Uh, tell us more about the James Pulsifer Regional Cancer Center in Monument View Medical Plaza. Uh, it's a labor of love for Community Hospital. Oh, my gosh. Just as you said, it has been years in the making and a really important addition to all of the services that we offer. We broke ground on this project in September 2021. Um, and have been working very hard ever since to bring this project to fruition. So we're very excited to give the general public an opportunity to come by this Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon and tour the building at their leisure. We're going to have appetizers available. We're going to have a lot of staff throughout the building to help tour people, answer any questions that they might have. The majority of this new building is, as you mentioned, our regional cancer center that's going to house medical and radiation oncology treatment. But we also have other service lines in that medical office building, such as cardiology, pulmonology, women's health, and so much more. What does it mean for someone who has cancer here in the Grand Valley for this facility to now exist? Our cancer program at Community Hospital, uh, we started it 10 years ago in 2014, and it has grown tremendously. We have cancer patients coming from all over the region to receive cancer treatment at Community Hospital. And as you know, and, and many of your listeners know who have been personally or indirectly impacted by cancer, it is a difficult journey. And this new space is so gorgeous, so relaxing. Um, for patients who are receiving cancer treatment, it's really what they deserve. The medical oncology service is upstairs on the second floor. Um, so for patients who are receiving chemotherapy treatment, as you know, they often have to be in that chair for several hours. And it has beautiful, expansive windows, gorgeous views of the Colorado National Monument. It's really a comfortable, beautiful, and relaxing space for our patients. Karen Waltzoff is with uh, Community Hospital. It's their uh, Cancer Center open house this Saturday out to, at Community Hospital from 10 until noon. And so that's 688-23 and a half road. So uh, you can go out there and enjoy appetizers, as Karen mentioned, and, and, and tour the facilities. Are there particular forms of cancer that, that this cancer center and what Community Hospital does, Karen, that, that you particularly target in on a dress that are kind of a, a specialty, if you will, 
four community hospitals. You know, Jim, there are unfortunately so many different types of cancer, all of which we treat at Community Hospital in partnership with the Huntsman Cancer Institute in Utah uh, with University of Utah Health. Um, so we're very proud to be able to offer both medical and radiation oncology treatment. We offer a lot of different clinical trials for different types of cancers at Community Hospital. Our team of oncologists and um, providers and nurses are just so phenomenal. Uh, you really are in good hands at Community Hospital when you have cancer and you need to be treated for whatever type of cancer you have. So we would love for people to come and just check this facility out, see what we have to offer. Um, as you're out and about this Saturday, just pop on over. I know that uh, our former colleague, our late colleague, Mark Felsky, was at Community Hospital. Yeah. He battled cancer for for, for quite some time and uh, had nothing but uh, glowing praise for the, the work of the folks at Community Hospital when he was battling uh, his cancer. Uh, Karen Mertzolf with us today. And so there's also the Monument View Medical Plaza. You, you kind of touched on it briefly, Karen. What are some of the, the, the amenities there that the people can now uh, use with this new medical plaza? Yeah, so within Monument View Medical Plaza, the majority of that space is the James Pulsifer Regional Cancer Center offering medical and radiation oncology. But we also have brought several other service lines to that centralized location, including our cardiology service line, pulmonology, infectious disease, women's health, which is our OBGYN physicians and certified nurse midwives. Um, we have all of those practices now offered in the new Monument View Medical Plaza. So it's a centralized location right at the community hospital campus. Very convenient for patients. All right. So once again, if you're interested in the, the new facilities and uh, they're they're incredible, by the way, I've seen some of the pictures and just uh, uh, if you've not been to community hospital, you're, you're missing top flight care here in the Grand Valley on the Western Slope. Community Hospital Cancer Center open house this Saturday, 10 until noon. Once again, that's 688, 23 and a half road uh, at a community hospital. Make sure you get out there and check out uh, all the new amenities at Community Hospital. Karen, appreciate the time. Thanks for coming in this morning. Thank you so much for having me. All right. It's time to play the pal's favorite game on a Thursday, which is... Yes, up for grabs today is a delicious case of New Belgium, courtesy of our friends at High Country Beverage. My 57th birthday would have been on New Year's Day. I am a Hall of Famer from the class of 2009. I terrorized the AFC West to the tune of 126 and a half sacks in 169 career games. Who is it? First correct answer on the text line, 970-242-1340, gets the case of New Belgium, courtesy of our friends at High Country Beverage. All right, very good. So... Get your answer in. Once mm -hmm. again, if you've won mm -hmm. the last two, well, your, your slate should be clean pretty yeah, much, right? Yeah, you should be pretty good. Because we haven't played a contest, played a contest during the holidays. So keep that in mind, but you've got to be 21 or older, by the way, to win that uh, case of New Belgium beer from High Country Beverage. Get your answer in now on the team line, 970-242-1340. Once again, Cody Rourke out today sick, so uh, we hope uh, Cody has a speedy recovery. And you will have a Broncos report today at 420. Some guy you probably heard a few times. We'll, we'll have that for you later today. We'll just leave it. Leave it at leave that. it at that. All right, eight twenty nine. Let's hop back to the uh, the team text line today nine seven zero two four two thirteen forty. See, we've got one. Uh, another one from Marty. Thanks for defending me, Jim. You have to be a fan of a historically good team to appreciate the Shanahan connection. Let's celebrate the drive. Ooh, I, I think mean, that, no that. surprise that. He's still bitter of a f coach that was missed five head coaches ago by the Broncos. That okay. He would celebrate something that's almost 40 years old. 
Is there anything wrong with celebrating a team's history, its connection to the past, back-to-back Super Bowl champions? I try to, but I keep getting told those don't actually count for anything, so nobody gets to. What, in your, your NFL chip? Yeah. I, I said that a couple times just to get under your skin, man. Yes, of course they count. They every won Every time. They it's won. around about the same. <laughs> when was the last time I said that? It's been years since I've said that. They all run together. Everything post-2020 runs together. It could very well have been yesterday. Yes, I'll never your know. Browns championships, regardless, is what the, um, the American Athletic Football Conference yeah. and Lingerie League or whatever it might be. They looked great. <laughs> Paul Brown and a pair of garters. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Uh, auto grab. What, what a beast. Look at that auto grab. No. I have not said that in a long time. So, yes, NFL championships count. They matter. And your Browns championships matter. Who was the guy that brought up the passing of Frank Ryan, the quarterback, for your last championship? 64. I wasn't me. I, I was the guy I that wasn't brought, alive for I brought that up because I, I saw that because I thought no idea you would appreciate was. that being a, a Browns fan. And that's what I get. That's the that's the thanks I get for doing something nice. Yeah, you shouldn't shouldn't really should never do anything nice. That's why I don't. <sighs> <laughs> Let's see. You're getting under Dylan's skin, man. Yeah, apparently. Yes, you are. Play to win, period. No matter what the record is, you n- you never know if a draft pick is going to work out. Most don't play up to expectation anyway. Uh, across the league, we'll be happy if they beat the Raiders. Jeez, Buckeye, can you talk any more crap about the Broncos every single day? Good Lord. I can. Would you like <laughs> me to? Dylan, fortunately for you, I have the ability mm-hmm. to, hit, to hit the button to turn him off if I absolutely need to. I've not done that in a very long time. That's true. Kind of like my... Browns have won a Super Bowl and NFL championships oh. thing doesn't count things. So I've not I've not done that in a yeah. long time. Don't make me have to consider Put that. Put me in the penalty box because don't make me do that. I speak the truth to power, like Aaron Rodgers. Oh, really? I will be really? silenced really? by the that's, powers that really. Be. That's that's where you want to. That's where you want to put yourself. <laughs> you want to put yourself in that neighborhood, in the Mister Rogers neighborhood. You really want to do that, huh? Yeah, you know. Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> This guy double check. Uh, there's, uh, you bring that up. I'm going to talk about it right now. I'll probably save that for four down territory next hour. But uh, Pat McAfee's had to go out and do a little fence mending after the Aaron Rodgers comments, by the way. Yeah, but only just a little. A little bit. Not a lot. A little bit. Not a lot. Not, not probably nearly enough to make ESPN slash ABC mm-hmm. happy. I was reading more about the relationship between all of the parties there. And I, I did as well yesterday. It's, I don't want to blow up your segment, but it's surprising how much power Pat McAfee holds over that particular piece of ESPN programming. Yes. Because that's not really the way ESPN operates. Has not operated that way ever. mm They've given him a ton of autonomy. Like so many real football players they've had go through. Just kidding. Kickers are people too. But so many of them have not had that sort of command and control over their programming and their content that once Colts punter Pat McAfee has. And it's kind of it's surprising. And, and I got to be honest. 
I don't, it's just me, maybe. I don't get it. I think McAfee does a really good job. I think he's a talented guy. I don't think he's a talentless hack. I don't, mm. I don't necessarily dig all the shtick that they that they do. But I don't think he's a talentless hack by any stretch of the imagination. I, I just, I just, I'm just not sure what the seat. But then it gets like the same with Stephen A. Smith. Mm. They're, they're two, to me, they're 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 the two prime examples of. Don't think either guy is a talentless hack. Yeah, because they know they know how to market themselves and they they push their brand. And I I, I like McAfee maybe a little better than Stephen A. Smith because I think Stephen A. Smith loves to provoke. Mm-hmm. He's more of a provocateur. And I Ma- feel Ma- he Mac- is. McAfee's I think got more of a sense of humor about stuff. And I feel McAfee is way more authentic. I feel Agreed. like that's Pat McAfee, where Stephen A. Smith is a phony and a put on. I, I totally agree with that. Or McAfee maybe turned up to eleven, but that underneath, that's pretty much who he is. I, I agree with that, and so it's just they're I, both kind of guys that you, you can't really explain whether they work for you or don't. It's just like I guess yeah, I, I don't. I, for the people that love them, I I, I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. For the people that hate them, I. I don't hate them. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm very ambivalent. I. I don't. I probably. I shouldn't say I'm not ambivalent. I. I. I like McAfee. I don't. I don't hate Stephen A. Smith. I respect what he's accomplished. I respect what he's done. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily agree with how he goes about it. About I have the, about, no use for his programming. Yeah, I agreed. I like I, some and, of and, Pat and, and same stuff. with Skip Bayless. I, I yeah, feel the same. Skip and him are the same guy, basically. Pretty much. Uh, they're they're the same guy in terms of, I I I, I respect what they've accomplished. Mm-hmm. They've accomplished way more than I will ever dream of, and make more money than I'll ever hope of making. But I don't I don't think they're very authentic guys. I think they're they're kind of bullies and jerks at times. Mm-hmm. I don't think McAfee's that way at all. I, I think, think I, McAfee's overexposed. Agreed. Like there's, it went from. Hey, there's this little fun two-hour internet radio show where they're just kind of jabronis, you know. Yeah, they just they just poke fun at each other. They talk a bunch of crap. They work in some sports. He stands up the whole time wearing a black tank top. It's new and different, and it's kind of interesting. To now, it's three hours. It's ESPN. He's on game day. He's you know, doing this, he's doing SmackDown on Fox, he's all over the place, and you know, $200 million from FanDuel, and it's like, wasn't he just playing like three years ago? There's a little bit of it, like, he didn't, like, there's no working his way up, it's just kind of, here you go, here's a crap load of money, just because you're kind of interesting at times. And you just have this feeling at some point it's going to burn out. Mm -hmm. At some point there will be a Saturation point for Pat McAfee. Where yeah. you go, okay, um, this is the same same bit, same stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and it's uh, coming, and it's coming fast because he's yeah. everywhere. Yeah, when they, when they said to put him on game day, I thought that was a really bad decision mm-hmm. because it's, it is, it, it overexposes him. And then, but, he, but here's the thing, he creates controversy though. Right. That's the one thing that ESPN... No more. They they want they they're going to get their money's worth out of you. Mm-hmm. They're going to make you work. They're gonna they're gonna put you on college game day. They're gonna have you do you're gonna the, go the, side, the car wash, the, the side the sideline 
call the game, yeah. call it college football game, the stuff that he does, the McAfee cast or whatever. You're going to do all that stuff. And because I think we, we're paying you a lot of money to do that. A focused Pat McAfee for me is better. I like him more on game day than I do his show. Not, not a, f- I'm not a fan of him on game day. I'm just not. I feel like it's, it's, the, the, you have your you have your group of guys that have been there, mm-hmm. and for maybe for Lee Corso, maybe I know Lee plans it's on time. coming I'm back, sorry, and it's Lee. it's time. God, God bless him, it's time. I just feel like it's like well, we got this brand new shiny toy. Mm-hmm. Let's shove him into this in this very successful product where you have where we really don't need him, right? But we've got we've got to get our max value out of him. And it's such a contrast from the last guy they tried to wedge on there, which was David Pollock. Yes. You know, like random basic college Jeff Saturday football players playing football games on football Saturdays and this football, the SEC <laughs> Nothing football like football yeah. on a Saturday. You know, this football player playing great foot. He was John Madden, but younger. To go to Pat McAfee, who you just tell him, like, you can't say these five words. Other than that, do whatever. Like, it's fresh. It's new. I'm not a huge fan of change. I don't love him on game day. I like him better there than his show, yeah. I guess. Because it's it's quick, right? They have so many other features, and they're formatted that they're just kind of like, all right, here are the lines you got to color within, but you can use whatever color you want. His show is, here's some paper and some colored pencils. Have at it. It's like, I, I need something a little more focused than that. Yeah, I, I said I. I think at some point though, you're going to you're going to reach a saturation point. It's coming soon too. And he's he's going to cease to be the shiny new toy. And people are going to go, okay, I've okay, really he's on he's on this now because watch the ESPN tendency will be let's find something else for him to do. Yeah, let's go put him on something else. He hosts the ESPYS. He's getting a lot of overexposure and at some point this is more general media thing and pretty much espn too like they have to get to a point to where just because you're controversial doesn't make it good agreed because a lot of their controversial is not good no it's it's not it's not good at all it doesn't make for good tv like chris russo controversial Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't make for particularly entertaining TV. People just are like, these guys are a bunch of idiots. Well, like Chris Russo, who is a legendary figure in this industry because mm-hmm. of Mike and the Mad Dog yeah. on the fan in, in, in New York City, where I, I give him credit for you know the Mad Dog channel on Sirius and all the things that he's done. Mm-hmm. But he's but, a caricature but, now. But, that, but that's all he is. He's a guy that just screams all the time constantly at an air raid like volume uh, guess it's better than that that's true <laughs> and his former bar diet coke motor uh, but i and i think russo kind of knows it's an act because he had a rant i think it was yesterday that pretty much says i come on here and i act like an idiot like, well, why? Well, he was ranting about not being in some ESPN yeah, promo. That's what it was. That was the, he was going crazy about that. It's like, okay, whatever. It's like, at some point, this Ugh. has got to stop. There's got to be somebody that walks in there is like, this is hurting our brand more than anything else. 
I just think we try to approach you and I are who we are, mm-hmm. for good and bad, warts and you know and all. Yeah, here's who we are, and we're we're small town radio guys. Pretty That's much. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we are. That's yeah. We know morning we, zoo about us sometimes. Yeah. We we know who we are, and we fun talking about the things we talk about, and sometimes you agree with things we say. Sometimes you you don't agree with things we say. Sometimes you think we have a mm-hmm. particular angle on certain things that we may that we may not actually have that angle on that sometimes we're being sarcastic about things sometimes you say every day when i'm only here four days a week which is not fair that's just over half dylan i'm just kidding but i mean we're not it's not a complete put on we're not i don't try to be phony yeah thank you you I'll meet turn us it up to eleven, but <laughs> to eleven. Why not just to ten? Well, because it goes, to to 11. To 11. But but it goes up to eleven. But it goes up to eleven. We'll crank it up every once in a while. Yeah, we have fun. I mean, yeah. I, I just with with McAfee though. I I think a lot of that's him, but also a little bit like Russo. There's there's a character there. It's like mm-hmm. Stephen A. There's a bit of a character yeah. that goes on with that. It's a TV character for sure. Yeah. McAfee's more wrestling than yes, definitely more leans straight into on. The, we're gonna yeah. discuss this from you know yeah. contrived debate, which we we don't have contrived debate. No, others I've worked with have sought that kind of thing out. It's like no, I'm not gonna we're not gonna do that. If I I we can't do, argue it if I can't believe it. That's fair. That's I'm the same way about that. If it's that if I don't feel that way, I'm not going to. That's mm-hmm. so why I failed debate class. <laughs> I mean, if I if I have to, if I'm, because I, I did take debate class. If I had to take up certain angle, mm-hmm. okay, I would do that in a competition, but not my not my everyday life. I'm right. not going to do that. If I think something, I'm going to think it, and I'll have a reason why I feel that way. All right, eight forty four. Talked a lot of McAfee here. What did we accomplish? That Absolutely. mission accomplished for ESPN. <laughs> there you like, go. You know what it is? Like, well, we don't like him, but we spent fifteen minutes on. Yeah. That. All right. <laughs> 44. We're not supposed to do it. See, we're not supposed to do that, right? We're not supposed to talk about other products and but that's that's a reality of things. Mm. Those those things exist. You can't act like they don't exist. Right. Like he is the sports media face right now. For better or worse, when you think who's the guy in sports media right now? Right this not longevity, Just not the, at, at the moment. Today, it's Sam. Pat McAfee. Sam. Because Aaron Rodgers two days ago, yeah. all of that, for better or worse, warts and all, like he's the guy right now. He is. All right, eight forty-five. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, you can, your thoughts about uh, the Broncos and if they can win on Sunday, get to nine wins, beat the Raiders for the first time since twenty nineteen. Are you going to celebrate that, or is it going to be? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They're not in the playoffs. Didn't win ten or eleven games or twelve games. Doesn't matter. Or the other question today, mm-hmm. since the Broncos aren't in the playoffs, who are you going to be rooting for? I haven't made up my mind yet. I'm still thinking about it. Former Denver Broncos quarterback, Joe Flacco. See, just because of you, though, I may not do that. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not inviting this. I'm just I'm saying. I'm just saying. That I don't know. If, because of you, yeah. I may not do it. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm not ruling it out yet. Mm-hmm. I'm considering it. It's a possibility. 
I'm sure former, that I'm sure Joe Flacco really cares if I root for him in the Browns or not. Former Broncos ball boy Kyle Shanahan. It's true. And the 49ers. It's a possibility. I might jump on uh, Marty's, mm-hmm. join the Marty party there. Yeah. For uh, San Francisco. The side of the Broncos' greatest triumph. It's true. Levi Stadium. Yeah. It's those hated Carolina Panthers. Yep. Arch rivals. <laughs> That's right. But I think Bronco rivals, I think the Panthers. How the mighty have fallen. And this is not to needle, but the two teams in that game, are um, one of which is like, this has been the worst stretch ever, and the other team is the Panthers. <laughs> With their owner throwing drinks and firing coaches left and right. I will say this, though. I'd rather be a Broncos fan yeah, right now than a Panthers I mean. fan. Yep. Sorry, our friend Jackson Wilson over at City Sportplex, big Panthers fan. I would rather, yes, he's a, he is a Carolina Panthers fan. So random. It's on brand. So random. Yeah, it's, there's a reason for it, and I forgot the reason why that he likes them. All right, uh, 847, we'll take a break. We'll come back with more on the Jim Davis Show. It's a good show. Probably the best show around. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado Sports Leader, the team. Welcome back. Jim Love, the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Tomorrow's program, Delta coach Kyle Crowder, coach the girls team at Delta, and Montrose Reddix, boys basketball coach Ryan Bowringer, set to join us on tomorrow's program. And along with Cake will be in tomorrow. What? You made you made a face Just when I said you cake. said that. And cake. And cake. I meant it as a positive, not yes. as cake's back. Yay. I have yet to uh, give him the football picks from, from Friday, so I don't know how we all did. But uh, Max did a fine job stepping in and keeping track of some of that yeah. stuff. So appreciate that. Uh, do we have a winner, by the way, for who is it? We do. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's another winner on the Team Sports Network. Rich, first in the door to a correctly identified Derek Thomas. The former Kansas City Chiefs great. Incredible football player. Well, man alive, what a terror. And unfortunately for Derek Thomas, kind of like Joe Delaney dying in very tragic circumstances. Joe Delaney, of course, drowned trying to save two children. And for Derek Thomas, what died in a car accident. Yeah. Rolled his car out by the airport, maybe? Sounds right. In Kansas City. All right. So let's get back to the uh, team text line. Got another one from Marty's been busy today. He has. Uh, hey, in all seriousness, you guys are much more enjoyable to listen to than most of the national lumpy talking heads. Well, well thank you. We appreciate that. I, I am also lumpy, though. But I appreciate what you're... I'm lump, lumpy in spots. Mm-hmm. Probably more lumpy I'd like to be. Uh, Derek Thomas, uh, he and two passengers were driving to the Kansas City airport to fly to St. Louis for the NFC Championship game. He was speeding... And they were not wearing seatbelts. And then a month, uh, about three weeks later, he died in the hospital of a pulmonary embolism. So uh, Rich texting in on that. 
and uh, said had a text such a tragic mm-hmm. story. Uh, what could have been could have been one of the all time greats. Could have been one of the greatest. One hundred percent. When I first saw Rick's name, I thought it was Rick Astley. Rick Astley. Yeah. Now we're gonna let you it's go. Close. It's not gonna say what his name is. Right. It's close though. But it's Rich. Rich and not Rick. All right. Eight fifty three. I, I know we were running out. Of, I read sure. read a very odd profile of Rick Astley about how you know his lack of artistic expression or whatever after that really kind of soured him on music and now that he's kind of embraced what that song is to a lot of people it's brought back his joy in making music well good yeah like he was i don't think people understand he was like 17 when he wrote that song (laughs) and sang it and he's now gonna be what in his 50s he's closing in on his 50s yeah Yeah. he's not already there i think he's 60 57 okay so yeah he's old he's older than i'd be he's yeah he February slightly, 66. Slightly younger, young, a year younger than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't realize he was that young when that song came out. Yeah, he was like a teenager, is what this article said. Huh. So 17, 19, somewhere around there. And that pretty much crushed his passion, people. <laughs> yeah. It seemed like the, the Rickroll thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's, that's where he kind of started to lean into it a little bit, maybe. A little bit. I think the Foo Fighters... <laughs> Kind of helped out a bit, yeah. playing it not as a joke on Rick Astley, but as a serious cover. As a serious cover, that probably helped a little bit. I, I would imagine so. Dave Grohl fixes everything. The dude is one of my all-time favorite rockers. I, I I always want to get more into the Foo Fighters, and then I always forget to. But I love Dave Grohl. Last album was okay. I didn't think it was great. It was all right. But they have so many great songs, mm-hmm. and it's it's been incredible how he stepped out of the hole. He was the drummer for Nirvana, to be yeah. probably probably a bigger figure in music than obviously Kurt Cobain was. I think, in, in my opinion, in a lot of ways, a bigger figure. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, hour three coming up on the Jim Davis Show.